Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to all my Pony Play enthusiasts. Beautiful Anonymous. It's one hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Gethard welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. And I feel very lucky that I get to have this in my week. Uh, One hour a week where I get to just talk to another human being about life and stories and sometimes nothing at all. And it feels good, especially in the midst of so much craziness right now. It feels good to just connect with another person. And I thank you guys for for being a part of it and supporting it because it makes me feel so positive and hopeful that there are other people who are connecting to this idea of empathy and listening and all those things. And as always, a million times over, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thanks to everybody in Denton, Texas, by the way. I went and did a live taping in Denton. What a cool town. What a great town. Thanks to everybody who came out. About 400 people came out to UNT in Denton for our live taping. That call was bonkers. You'll probably hear it someday. Last week's call... We had uh, somebody who's marrying into a Catholic family. It has given me great joy in the beautiful anonymous, the community Facebook group to see how many people said, hey, I married into a Catholic family too. I now have 11 brothers and sisters-in-law. I feel cathartic listening to that. That was great. Talked a lot about the Catholic ceremony. This comment from Kelly made me laugh in the uh, beautiful anonymous, the Facebook group. Kelly said, while I agree with Chris that the peace be with you part of mass is awesome, the highlight for me and my siblings was always betting on which collection plate volunteer would win the race down the aisle. Tony always won. Love that. That is the picture perfect image of what being a Catholic child in America is like. Who's going to win that race? That's not a race. It's just that you're so bored. You got to guess it. Thank you so much to everybody who's in Beautiful Anonymous, the community. Find that Facebook group online. Join it. By the time you listen to this, we may have actually surpassed 20,000 people in that group. And that is miraculous to me. I never thought that that would happen. 20,000 people who are joining a thing to basically say, our whole thing is we like to listen. That has been a real, I tell you, that keeps me afloat some days that there's a vibrant thing. And it's a good community. Thanks to the mods, all of the moderators in that group. Thank you. If you're in that group, do me a favor. If you're not in that group, go join it. Beautiful Anonymous, the community. And if you are in that group, how about this week? We have a thread in there where we thank the mods for all their hard work because those guys really bend over backwards for free to make it such a warm place. Wanted to let you guys know too this week, you're going to see another thing show up in your feed for Beautiful Anonymous. Sometimes people don't love when we put other things in the feed, but I participated in a show called Found uh, by, by Davey Rothbart. Found is a magazine I've actually been reading for 15 years and taped some things with him. I think you guys will actually enjoy him. I'm warning you now, if you're a Beautiful Anonymous fan, you're not looking for anything else at his feed, you can just delete it. That's fine, but I hope you listen to it. Found is a really great magazine. He uh, he basically finds things and has people find things. Notes on the ground, 
things in the garbage can, things left behind, and he publishes them. And they're just these little glimpses into humanity, these handwritten notes with no context. And uh, I think there's a lot of crossover there, a lot of beautiful anonymous fans who just like hearing this, you know, being flies on the wall, hearing this stuff. I think Davey has done a lot of work similarly with uh, with the magazine medium and now his podcast. And I was lucky he uh, he brought me on there. We read some of his finds, some of his letters, and then we actually talked to the people. He tracked them down. We talked to the people, and he basically challenged me, use your beautiful anonymous skills to have good conversations with these people who wrote these things. I thought they were funny and and interesting and weird. And on Thursday, in your feed, you're going to see uh, we're, we're putting out the appearance of me on his podcast in our feed. Uh, this is just because I enjoyed my time there so much and actually thought beautiful anonymous fans might like it. So again, if you're into it, there'll be a little more content. If you're just looking for Beautiful Anonymous, all you got to do is click delete and don't worry about it. I know sometimes the Beautiful Anonymous fans, they don't like any deviations. That's fine. And if you do check it out and you like it, which I honestly think you you probably will, just maybe subscribe. Maybe you subscribe. Maybe we make a little alliance with the uh, People Have Found podcast because I think there is a lot of crossover between the interests there. Now, this week's episode I think you guys can hear it in my voice. I bet there are a lot of people going, man, Gethard sounds exhausted this week. That is true. I am very tired. That's because I got a TV show. Thanks to everybody who supports the Chris Gethard Show on True TV. And uh, this, week, the week, this week, we got Patton Oswalt and Tig Notaro coming up as guests, by the way, two of the great comedians of our time. So do check it out if you're inclined. But I am so tired. And that's why I was so happy to have a conversation this week with a very energetic young lady, We shared many stories, some of them gross, some of them fun, some of them heartfelt, some of them sexually graphic. I'll word you right now. Uh, But I had a good time. I think you'll have a good time listening. Thank you to our caller for calling. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired is the honest yeah. answer. The honest answer? I'm oh exhausted. my god, me too. I'm so tired. Yeah, but we got something in common then. That's a good start. Something yeah. in common. <laughs> yeah. No, what I had to I had to start work at like five forty five this morning and I'm just like uh, I need to I need to not be around so many people for just a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I hear yeah. that. But, um, and I'm trying to, okay, so my, my laptop died, and so I have to reboot it. But do you know any um, bourbon cocktails, like, off the top of your head? The top of my head? Well, let's see. It's a tough question for me because I haven't had a drink since 2001. Um, 2001? Yeah. Oh, my God. Been on the wagon for 16 years. And it was like, it was before my 20, was it before? It was right around my 21st, no, after my 21st birthday, before I turned 22. So maybe it was 2002. I don't know. It's around 16 years. Well, could I ask you, I mean, that's, that's really impressive. Could I ask you what, what spurred it? Oh, the fact that I was uh, very bad at drinking. I'm not, I wasn't good. No matter how much I practiced, I couldn't seem to do it right. You know? I too was very worried about becoming way too good at it uh, because my father is still a recovering alcoholic and, you know, seeing, uh, seeing such terrible things for, you know, God, I think I was 
12 maybe when it got really bad. And I think I was like 19 when it finally started to break. Um, but you know, I was, I was constantly worried that like I was so prone I had such a disposition to it that it would almost be like inevitable and that I just couldn't even do it. It was so bad to the point that like, I wouldn't even drink caffeine, (laughs) you know, like my, my sister and I were like, Nope, and do anything, anything that could possibly influence the state of being not even going to touch it. Um, but you know, eventually I started going to university and I was like, I need some fucking coffee. Like, (laughs) I was like, I cannot do this. (laughs) I get but, that. You know, it's yeah, but and and funny enough, my sister still has never had a cup of coffee. Like wow. she's hold on, how old is she? Thirty? I think she's like thirty-three, and she's a school teacher. She has to be up early every single day. Wow! And she teaches orchestra, so she she <laughs> as soon as she wakes up in the morning, she has to listen to middle school kids who are trying their best but they're really not that good. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so I don't know how she does it. And she's like, well, it's six forty-five in the morning. Time for some off tune cacophony. Like, <laughs> wow. I don't drink I don't coffee know. either. She's, but you I, don't drink coffee either. No, but I drink, Fuck. I drink, I drink tea and soda. I drink a lot of tea and soda. So. Yeah. Yeah, just coffee, it never agreed with my stomach. I got the nervous stomach, you know? Oh, dude, I know. I know. I know. I'm the same way. It sounds so weird, but I'm only, what am I, 28? I don't know. It's almost my birthday, so I'm trying to remember. (laughs) The concept of time evades me. Um, But, you know, I I feel like over the past, like, six years, my stomach is just like, all right, you're done. Like, (laughs) it's like, you, you don't get to have fun nights anymore. And you don't get to try to recover from them by just like over drinking coffee in the morning. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so wait, you know, you're making okay. a cocktail. You're making a cocktail, yeah, huh? Yes. Burning. And my my laptop has finally booted up. It's like, oh god, I think I got it when I was a senior uh, in college. So it's trying its best. Oh, so it really is, like, but it's just very like slow. Six years old. But, you got a six or seven year old computer, huh? Yeah, I you know. I, I I try not to complain about planned obsolescence too much, but I think it might be on its way out. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I got to say, I said I was exhausted, and I think anybody listening hears my voice, and they can probably agree with you. And then you were like, yeah, I'm exhausted too. And then you have more life and energy than <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's just talking to you got me up and up and moving around but this is you exhausted i I tried to take yeah oh but i tried to take a nap but it's so so sunny it's such a beautiful day in california that i couldn't take a nap which is not even something to complain about i'm like oh it's just so bright and gorgeous outside i can't sleep in the (laughs) middle of the day yeah (laughs) what are my options here take a nap or walk in the warm california (laughs) sun huh i know i know yeah it's a God, it's a hard life that oh, I lead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear that. No, it's it's hard to remember though. Like, have you ever lived in in California? Lived in California for yeah, about the first half of two thousand four, about four or five, somewhere between four and six months. Yeah, were you just done after that? You're like, it's not a right fit. Well, I was living in LA. I was uh, twenty three years old, turned yeah. twenty four years old while I was out there. 
I was working. I had a job. Mm-hmm. And there's a very, very big alternative comedy scene in uh, in Los Angeles at this point. It wasn't there. The UCB mm-hmm. Theater, I was a big part of it in New York. It didn't mm-hmm. exist in Los Angeles. The alternative scene that did exist was not necessarily looking for an unproven 23-year-old to come get on stage. I was <laughs> single. I will say I was single before ride-sharing apps, and I will say this about Los Angeles. I, sometimes people say, you never moved to Los Angeles. You must hate L.A. You're one of those New Yorkers. I don't hate L.A. I think L.A. is great. A lot of my friends yeah. have very happy lives there. I will say this. Being single in Los Angeles seems like a fate worse than death. I can say that. Oh, dude, it's a nightmare. Okay, so here's here's what's crazy. Um, I had I had a couple of friends out here before I moved out here and I moved here from the Midwest Mm -hmm. and I was, I think I was like 25 or 24 or 25. Um, And so I I moved here. Basically I only moved here as opposed to New York because I knew people out here already. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to move where I don't know anyone. And also I'm fed up with winter. I never want to deal with that again in my life. And so I moved out here yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, um, so I moved out here and my friend, um, he was like, you can crash at my place. It's, it's hard when you first move out here. So you can, you know, stay on my air mattress and while you find a place and kind of get your feet. Um, so <laughs> I ended up uh, sleeping with him like 48 hours after I moved here. Uh, we just got married eight weeks ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Congrats. And so people are always like, thank you. It's really nice. I like it so far. I recommend it wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So you just stayed um, together. People, yeah, I basically just was crashing on, not on his air mattress. I was in his bed. Um, <laughs> night one? Were you in his bed you night know, one? Crashing. Yeah. <laughs> now wait, had you guys had you guys ever yeah. uh, had you been friends with benefits before this and your past lives together? Fuck no. Like no no joke. We were not <laughs> attracted to each other at all. This is the least like, necessary fuck nothing. in the history of this show. I didn't see that one coming. It made me giggle. <laughs> So you're not. Sorry. No, that's okay. You don't have to apologize to me, just to my mom. But that's okay. Um, so what, you you weren't attracted to each other at all. You knew each other in the Midwest. No. Night one. Mm-hmm. How does it mm-hmm. start? Is it like you guys get a couple drinks and it's like let's do this, or is it more like he's like, I can't watch you sleep on the air mattress. Why don't we just? I'll I'll stay on one side of the bed. You stay on the other. Yeah. Was it that type of thing? How did this guy work? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of the latter. But this is still like a fiercely debated thing between the two of us. I mean, like fiercely, you know, jokingly debated. Um, But what I say is that I was in the bed because he was like, let's watch a movie. At the time, he only had a TV in his bedroom, you know. So I was like, well, there you go. Bibbidi boop. All right. Um, And then then I fell asleep. We can't bibbidi boop this one. What is that? <laughs> bibbity boop. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a th- bibbity boop is not a thing. Bibbity boop is not a thing. Well, here. Okay. So here's the whole the whole boop. Um, you know, I'm not asking so, for explicit details, but I'm saying we can't just pretend that the phrase bibbity boop <laughs> is a well known shorthand. Well, for brace it. yourself. You're about to get them. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So here's here's what happens. Okay. So that day, I had driven. It must have been like. 
22 hours straight. Like I, I just <laughs> drove one straight shot until I got to LA and then I basically just got to, got to his apartment and just crashed. So I literally fell asleep, didn't even see any of this movie, like no idea. And so, you know, I'm just out like cold. And so I, I wake up and it's like, I don't know, six in the morning or something. And I'm, so I'm still wearing like my clothes from the night before and I have my contacts in. I'm like, Ugh, I feel puffy and terrible. And so, you know, I get up, I change my clothes, take out my contacts, and then I just go back in the bed. I mean, like that's where I had been. So that's where I was staying. Um, and so what I say, what I'm telling you, <laughs> my version is that he rolled over because we were sleeping away from each other, right? Like that's how, that's how disinterested we were. But I'm, I'm sleeping away from him. And then he rolls over and puts his hand like on my, on my hip, you know, and not in that like friend way, <laughs> you know, in that, like we're in bed and I'm touching you now. So what he says is that he had no idea he was doing that, that he was like half asleep. Um, so like, I thought he was initiating something and, you know, I had, I had been in a like three year long relationship. So at the time I was very much in the mood to just be like, fuck it. Like, all right, let's, let's make out a bit. Who cares? doesn't matter. You know, uh -huh. like I'm, I moved to California. I was going to have sex all up and down the West coast. Like, wow. you know, wow, that's a hell of a like plan. You get out of this. I know. I was like, all right, long-term relationship done. I'm getting out of here. I'm uh -huh. just going to go have a whole bunch of one night stands. Um, and next thing you know, baby so, boop, you're married. <laughs> Whoa, man. Um, no, but, uh, so uh, at that point we only, we only kissed and, and I told him, I was like, dude, I cannot have sex with you in the first like 24 hours that I moved here. And, you know, we just kind of laughed about it and, um, but yeah. And then that, that next day or that next night, um, we ended up having sex and it was great. You know, like it was, hell yeah, it was awesome. And I, and then I started learning all these things about him and I was like, shit, <laughs> I think I really like you. This was not the plan. <laughs> and on his side, it absolutely was not the plan for him either. Like we both, you know, were talking about it at the, at the time, which I think was like 2015. And I was like, I was like, dude, you came along at the worst time. Like, I did not want any of this right now. And he was like, hey, ditto. But, you know, I love you. And I'm having a great time. I was like, you know what? I'm having a really great time, too. I really like hanging out with you. And I also really like having sex with you. And, you know, in general, oh, helicopter. Hold on. <laughs> it's L.A., so helicopters. Um, <laughs> I bet you remember those. Yeah. Just so um, you know, we I can't hear it at all. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, in my world, well, no you one... just yelled the word helicopter and then stopped talking for no reason. <laughs> all, the, all, all the listeners are going to be like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't believe her story anymore. She's just a crazy person. What was the movie? What was the movie that caused all this? I don't even. Oh my god, I don't even remember. Come on. I wish I could. I might. I might have to text him and ask him what it is. But I need to know what this movie uh, was. He's at work. Right? It's a movie. magic movie. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Lego movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was absolutely the Lego movie. <laughs> See. All right, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the movie that we equate with what happened. <laughs> like no one should think of the Lego movie that way. You just changed the Lego movie for it a lot a good of people. Movie, though. Yeah, great movie. Funny movie. <laughs> so you tell you move out, you drive yeah. 22 hours. You got that your mind yeah. is hazy from all this time on the road, crawling to bed with a man you didn't yep. expect to be in bed with and then the uh seductive uh, the seductive <laughs> tone that is set by the Lego movie. By the Lego movie. <laughs> leads to a passionate lovemaking and an eventual marriage. Yeah. Wow. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's tale as old as time, like really. Uh-huh. Who hasn't been with their friend watching the Lego movie and then had sex and then gotten married? I mean, like, had a nickel for every time a caller has said that, I'm sure. Now, wait, you said that's your <laughs> side of the story. What's his side of the He says, he was his side of the story, I didn't even mean to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, his side of the story was, I did not do that. You rolled over and kissed me. And I'm like, oh, him. okay. <laughs> like, him. I think we both know that the truth is somewhere in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, even I but, know that. I even know. I know it's, that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as a as a an impartial third party, you're like, yeah, I can tell that. <laughs> My wife and I have a similar yeah. debate over who made the first move. I maintain she did it. She maintains I did Ooh. it. Yeah. Ooh, I want to know. I want to know. Tell me. <laughs> you are not exhausted. You said you're exhausted. That <sighs> you're not talking like a tired person. Um, uh, I let you down. No, it's okay. <laughs> we were out dancing yeah. in Brooklyn. Mm. And uh, we kissed on the dance floor. I say mm-hmm. I knew the door was open because she breathed on my neck. I felt I felt some seductive oh. breathing on my neck. I said, okay, I guess this is, I'm confused by it, but I'm going to. Now she says, well, I only breathed on your neck because you put your hand on my hip. I also, I say oh. when you're, well, I say when you're dancing with someone and you've been friends for a while, that putting your hand on the hip mm-hmm. is not an overly forward move. But she said the hand was uh, a little bit between hip and butt in a way where it felt like there might be a little more to this. Dude, we, we both got in trouble with the freaking hip. <laughs> yeah. Who Who knew? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Who's that? Who, who, a lightning rod for who, trouble. Who would you say? In my story, who would you say? Who would you say is ultimately responsible for this? I think honestly, if if I were in her position, wait, I was in her position. What am I saying? Yeah, I was you were exactly in her position, like horizontal instead of vertical. Yeah, no, I I would have interpreted it as like, ooh, he wants to get a little like, ooh. You know, unless I looked at you and you were making like a goofy face, and I'd be like, oh, friend. Yeah, well, but like you would have said, know. oh, friend. Because I always, I'm, I, I, it's the only faces I know oh, how to make. Friend. It's the only faces I know how to make are go- <laughs> goofy faces. Sad faces, too. I'm also good at sad faces. It's a good talent to have, dare I say, even necessary in your line of work. So Sadness? Keep, keep sad it up. faces? <laughs> no. <laughs> make sad faces to get what you want. No. Mm. Um, being dynamic, having a range, you know. In the entertainment industry, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost it. I'm I'm still trying to make a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, have, how many cocktails it's have you not, had already? Have you had a couple already? Zero, nothing. Zero. Yeah. Now, now you're in Los Angeles, um, so it's about it's the it's the the afternoon there. You're buckling down for an afternoon it is, cocktail. <laughs> it is two thirty 
it is 2.30 on a beautiful, wait, what day is it? Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon. Yeah. But, you know, when you've been up since 5 in the morning, 2 in, in the afternoon feels a lot later. <laughs> yeah, what do you do that you have to get up so early? Oh, Lord, help me. Right now, I'm, uh, I'm managing a fitness studio. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, everyone wants to start, I don't know, everyone wants to start their day at six in the morning, which is, you know, used to be unfathomable to me. Um, but, you know, I got to be there for, for everyone who wants to come in. And so I just like get a giant cup of coffee and, you know, just sit there and like, maybe that's why I don't sound tired because I'm so used to being tired, but not yeah. being able to led on to that. <laughs> this is the state of your being. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got to get yeah, that the you, pre-work you know, crowd. They're coming in. They're like, what's up? It's the people yeah. on the way to I'm work. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, I too am awake. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, struggling. I'm just like reading the news, which is, uh, you know what? I can't, I can't do news first thing in the morning anymore. Like, do you check, do you check your phone? Like first thing when you wake up and you're like scrolling through headlines? I try not to. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely yeah. something we're all addicted to. I, I feel like if I could, cause my, I don't drink coffee, but I always take a shower first thing in the morning. So I wake myself up. I find if I can mm-hmm. resist checking the phone until I'm out of the shower, my day goes a lot better. Maybe I should start doing that because, you know, I, uh, I, I check the news like first thing and, Nowadays, I just, I, it just makes me exhausted, you know, in the first like five minutes. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, I know I have to go to work, but when can I, you know, call my stupid congressmen and, you know, representatives and like, all right, I gotta go find those numbers. And, you know, I feel like in, in some ways I'm speaking from a very privileged position because, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a white woman. I've never had to deal with this before, you know? And so I always, I always try to catch myself, even as I'm having this conversation with you, that, you know, it's, it's very necessary. And for a lot of people, it's a constant, um, you know, to-do list and, and in the front of their brain and that, you know, I'm only just now, uh, uh, noticing this, experience this, you know, and, and, and saying like, well, shit, like, I, I had no idea that, that things got so terrible, but, you know, I got to do something now. I mean, after after Trump got elected, I, I sat down with my uh, now husband. You know, we were just engaged at the time. And I was like, dude, I was like, what are we going to do? You know, I was like, I said that I couldn't live in this America. You know, what, what are we going to do? And he was like, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, bear with it until it's over, you know? Um, and I had like an epiphany at that moment that I could not abandon a country full of people who didn't have the kind of, um, like privileged position that I, as a white woman have where, you know, it, it, it's awful and it sucks, but like, you can, you can just, you have this place where, you know, I can talk to my family and be like, Hey, we got to talk about like the, what, what needs to be done and how you voted and, and affected thousands, millions of lives of people, you know, and, and I can say that and not be, you know, run out of my household kind of thing. And so, you know, it's, it's, 
it's so disheartening to read the news <laughs> every morning, which is why I'm not going to do it anymore. But, you know, you can't, you can't run when you have the resources, you can't run away from a fight when, you know, in good conscience that it's a fight that not a lot of people can, uh, can do. I don't know how else to say that. Does that make sense? So the Lego movie. This is the Lego <laughs> movie. Guys, we got to pause because I nailed that. I nailed that joke hard. I know that it was maybe a little disrespectful to her opening up about her true life opinions, but that being said, I crushed it. We can all agree on that. Let's everybody take a deep breath and just sit in the satisfaction of that. You know what? It's, since we're pausing anyway, let's check. We got advertisers. They, they bring you stuff. Check them out. If you like what you're hearing, use those promo codes. It helps the show. We'll be right back with more phone call. Casper Mattress. I can't say enough. I sleep on one myself. I love it. My wife loves it. I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. It's a great, great product. Casper is a sleep brand that creates premium mattresses, sells them online for a fraction of what they would cost in a store. Their business works by continuously developing their mattresses using feedback of nearly half a million customers. In fact, their San Francisco R&D team recently developed a proprietary foam that relieves pressure and increases airflow. Real customers have said their mattress is like sleeping on brioche or like being cradled by the tinkling of baby laughter in the moonlight. And I would say those things are very true based on my experience. Buying a Casper is easy. You order online and whether you're in the US, Canada, and now even the UK, it's delivered to your door in a compact, how did they do that size box with free shipping and free returns. Considering we spend one third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up. They'll refund you everything. Get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com beautiful and using the code beautiful. Terms and conditions do apply, but casper.com beautiful. You're going to love it. My God, am I happy to tell you about Sonos. Got a bunch of Sonos stuff in my house right now. And man, is it a game changer. I, I, I listen to my music on it. I watch my TV on it. It is a sound system. It is incredible. I can't say enough good about it. I, I, I got one of these t- things that goes under your TV and then give you a subwoofer. You set up a couple speakers. All of a sudden, you got a surround sound system in your house. And it takes, no joke, about 15 minutes to set the whole thing up. And uh, they make it so easy. It all runs off your Wi-Fi. Pro, everybody knows I'm a wrestling fan. I'm listening to this thing on the Sonos. I'm like, I'm just sitting there giggling with happiness, making my wife sit down different spots on the couch, try out the Sonos sound system. It is great. Most of this is because I got the play base. I mentioned it. Everything sounds better on this play base. Movies, sports, TV shows, gaming, and you can stream your music through it when it's off. They got this app. You download it. You can be listening to a thing in your... Uh, your living room, then you go, oh, wait, I got to do stuff in the bedroom. Well, you just go on the app, you just switch it over, and the music switches as it's playing, and now you're in your bedroom. Song picks up right where I left off. It's really incredible. And now, for the first time ever, Sonos is offering listeners of beautiful stories from anonymous people 10% off an order of 2500 bucks or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only. Can't be combined with other discounts or promotions. Promo code is STORIES10. That's S-T-O-R-I-E-S-1-0 at Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com. You receive this exclusive offer, and I am telling you guys, you have a huge, massive thumbs up. You listen to this podcast on your Sonos. It'll be a better experience for it. Thank you so much to our sponsors for bringing you the show. They bring it to the world. It's cool. Thank you to them for doing so. Now, let's get back to the phone call. 
I don't know how else to say that. Does that make sense? So the Lego movie. This is the Lego <laughs> movie. <laughs> no, that does make sense. But that's what happens when you check your phone. That started by you saying, and so you, you're yeah. saying you check your phone so in the morning you scroll through Facebook and you wind up with so much anxiety about the state of things um, that affects your whole day. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a very that's a that's a much more succinct way of putting it than my ramble. Yeah, I mean, it definitely went off a little bit, but I think that's warranted. I think we all are figuring out how to sort the current state of the world out for ourselves, making decisions how we feel about it. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yep. Now, I gave up on the cocktail, by the way. It's just a cube of ice. In, in a big old cube of ice in bourbon. It's just a, it's, oh, so you're just drinking oh. straight bourbon. Yeah, but it's cold, so it's refreshing. That's good. I don't think I but ever had bourbon. I'm trying, I'm trying to get... Is bourbon really? a type of whiskey? Huh. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, well, let's just say yes. There, I mean, there's going to be, you know, people on Twitter all over saying like, well, actually, but let's just say yes. <laughs> so in the whiskey family. Like it... I had whiskey yeah. one time in my life, and that could, that should tell you everything you need to know about how that went. I've, I bet I can guess which which um, label it was. Oh, <laughs> it I don't, was only one time. I don't even remember. I, I'll <laughs> tell you, it was it was of such high quality that it was stored in the freezer of a college house in New Brunswick, New Jersey. My friend said <laughs> he took it out of the freezer. He said, "You got to drink this whiskey, man." And I said, oh, "I tend to stick uh, to the lighter drinks myself." He said, "Come on, man. We all drink whiskey around here." You're going to have to, at some point, see if you like whiskey. Let's drink some whiskey. And he handed me the bottle. I took a big <laughs> swig of whiskey. Next thing I know, we're walking to a party on Plum Street. Something's very wrong. I can feel that something's very wrong in my head and my body and my mind. We get to the party. I walk oh. in the front door, immediately turn around. I start vomiting on the street. I feel very embarrassed because there's all these people standing outside this party. So I go and I start vomiting through a chain link fence, thinking that somehow provides me more privacy. I collapse on the ground. All of my friends go into the party anyway and leave me there. I wake up. There's a young lady uh, holding my hair for me. I had I had uh, longer hair in the front at the time. She's holding my hair, petting my head. She's very nice. I'd only met her once or twice before. She was a very sweet, pixiest young lady. And uh, mm-hmm. she later went on to become um, one of the foremost uh foremost impresarios of empowered pornography, Joanna Angel. Joanna Angel, if you ever hear this. <gasps> oh my God. Joanna Angel. That makes me so happy. Thank you for as taking care of me. Bought, yeah, as someone who's bought some of her like sex toys, I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's a good person. Yay. Yes. <laughs> the woman the woman who is the uh the guru behind your preferred sex toy line once yeah. somewhere in two thousand one. Sometime around 2000, 2001, <laughs> once held my hair on Plum Street in New Brunswick as I vomited through a chain link fence and cried. That's so sweet. And I'm all surprised our, you guys didn't end up married. Well, <laughs> it's funny. Here's the thing. All our friends, because I was a little punk rock kid, and she was a little punk rock kid, and I was really small yeah. and shy, and she was really small and shy. And But we ran in different crowds. Like she, There were different wings of the punk rockers in New Brunswick. But all our friends started saying, oh, we should get Chris and Joanna together. They're both these like shy little mm-hmm. mousy people. And uh, I thought she was real cool, <laughs> and I thought she was real pretty. And yeah. uh, she's friends with this girl named Stephanie. And I always see them, and they were nice. But I was riddled with such anxiety and self-doubt and sadness in that era yeah. of my life that I didn't know how to be friends with anybody. And I kept botching it. And then she held my hair, and she was so nice. 
And then there was uh, one night I was I was going up to the UCB theater. I used to take the train from New Brunswick. That train was like my lifeline, mm-hmm. got me out of my funk, got me out of Jersey, <laughs> got me to a city where there was art happening and comedy happening and all these geniuses coming together at the UCB. And I was running to make the train and I saw her and she was like, hey, it's me. Uh, I, I wanted to, I'm, I've been meaning to track down your info. I wanted to make sure you're feeling okay after the other night. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks again for that. And I just kept running because I didn't want to miss the stupid train. And I, I think I hurt her feelings real bad. And if she's listening, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings if I did. I, it really meant so much to me that you helped me. I was just intimidated by a pretty girl. And if she's listening, I would just like to say that the bit gags she uh, has in her line are A+. plus. Good work. Keep it up. They're great. I just want to <laughs> make sure I heard correctly. Did you say dick gag? No, oh my god, no, bit, um, B-I-T, B-I-T, bit gag. Bit gag, is that like a ball B-I-T. gag? Yeah, well, it's like, um, instead of a ball, it's it's like, uh, Like what a horse, like what a horse has? Yes, yes, thank you. I was That's like, a- how do I describe this cylindrical thing? No, but it's like that, yeah. So it's like leather, it's like, uh, I just looked it up, it's like leather straps with silver rings. But hold on, let's look yeah, up specifically the... the- I'm look up the specific one from her line. Let's see. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's not it's not leather; it's silicone. Oh, it's silicone. Which, um, oh, silicone pit yeah, gag. Yeah, which is yes. really. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Yep, that's the girl who held my hair. <laughs> yep, it's also yep. really good. Okay, I, I'm not saying that I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm in, I'm endorsing this product for like it's I, not intended purpose, but you know if if you're. Riding high on some drugs, it's also really good for that when like you're when like you want to grind your teeth, yeah, so if you're I'm a doing lot of fun if you're doing I'm, M- I'm a it, fun person so teeth grinding drugs <laughs> it sounds like m d m a and cocaine are the yeah. two known for that, right yes, so you're yeah. in, you're yeah. into Although cocaine doesn't really stick around, so yeah cocaine I've never yeah. done cocaine, but, but I, I don't just... do any of this <laughs> oh you're so you're lying that part's a lie. This is just, uh, it's like word on the street. I mean, it's, you know. Word on the street <laughs> is that it's fun to take MDMA, put in a uh, burning angel silicone yeah. bit gag, and yeah. have a fun night of sexual yeah. exploration. Everyone says that. Like, I, I go outside, and all I want to do is check my mail, and, like, uh, uh, you know, a newsie from the early 20th century is out, you know, and he's like, extra, extra, <laughs> when you're rolling on drugs. This bit gag is the one to use, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, now you said rolling, so it's definitely MDMA that we're talking about. So you just yeah, went from somebody yeah. who's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an energetic girl from the Midwest who moved to Los Angeles, and I was gonna have a fun time, but nope, settled down into a monogamous, monogamous relationship, and then it took a real quick turn where it's like, and also, yeah, if you want to get fucked up on Molly and bite down on a piece of pink silicone and, and get a. Participate in some hours of pony play. If you're into hours of pony play, that's fun too. You're into the pony hours. play. Good lord, yeah. Into the pony yeah. play. It's true though. I mean, that that sounds like a fun night. Um, <laughs> no, but here's the great thing: when you find the right person, if you want to be, you know, if you want to get married, if you want to be in a monogamous relationship, when you find that right person, you still get to have all of that fun. And that's mm-hmm. what I had to realize was that was that just because you know I was I was with this one guy, um, 
it didn't even matter because I had so much fun with him. I I wanted to hang out with no one else, you know? And like, it just everything, you know, the more I got to know him, the more he got to know me, the, the more like, not just like accepted, but celebrated we felt, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's cool. And if you meet somebody yeah. who's open-minded yeah. in the same way as you are or, you know, share some values and you're able to communicate, yeah, ain't nothing wrong yeah. with that. Exactly. I almost forgot. I have a throwing up story for you because you made me think of this. Um, I was I was at a, a friend's wedding and uh, they their, their families were incredibly generous and they were also um, in a state that uh, has recreational marijuana. So, so Colorado. So you're, in a, co- so you're in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, in a in a high elevation, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, like mm-hmm. it's you know. I can put these altitude. puzzle pieces we together. We haven't been there for very long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, no, let me explain it more. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Here's mm-hmm. what a wedding is. Um, no, but there was there was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of weed. Just from the time we got there for the weekend, the long weekend that we stayed. So the actual night of the wedding, um, we all, you know, we're all fun the way that I am. So we all get trashed, but in a very fun, respectful way. Um, (laughs) And so we have a great time and it's super late. And so I'm like, all right, we got to drive back to, um, uh, to our hotel. And so my husband is responsible. So he's driving and I'm in the, in the front, you know, Running shotgun, um, one of the perks of being married, permanent shotgun. And we're, we have like three friends who are crammed in the back and they're all wasted too. Um, and so we're on this winding road going up and down and I'm just sitting there and I start to, you know, that feeling where like saliva in the back of your throat and you're like, Oh, um, uh-huh. and so I just turn to him and I'm like, we got to pull over now. And and, he, and God bless him. He's so calm. He's like, all right, here we go. And so he, he pulls over and I have all of these extensions in and they're very nice. Like they're real human hair, you know, the, that, that good shit. If you ask anyone who wears extensions, they're like, oh yeah, I wouldn't want to get vomit on those. So um, you know, as I'm opposed to, to the cheap extensions, hair back. at which point it's let's shower them. <laughs> let's just shower, dip them yeah, right in puke. Or, Who cares? Or, yeah. Rip them out leave them on the side of the road. A bird will make a nest with them. No, I wasn't. I wanted to keep these. Um, and so, you know, I, I just open the car door, you know, take off my seatbelt and I just start puking on the side of the road. And, um, but what you reminded me of this because um, the girl who was in the back, and I had only just met her. I had known her for like 12 hours. Like before this, she didn't know that I existed in the universe. But like she pops out of the back seat, she comes around, and she gathers all of that hair up, and she gets it out of the way so that I can puke on the side of the road. And that's the thing. Girls know it. Like they're like, you know, babe, I got you. Like, you are not throwing up in your hair while I'm here. <laughs> I got you. Do what you need to do. You'll feel better in a bit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good friend. You always know. Mm-hmm. Real good friend. I got one more throw-up story if yeah. you want it. I got one more. I think some yeah. people are listening yes, are probably going, no, stop talking about throw-up. I got one more, though. So I'm on my, honey- yeah. I'm on my honeymoon. Big Island, Hawaii. 
my understanding is is the most land of any of the Hawaiian Islands, but least population density. Uh It's very nice. Ooh. Now, here's Mm -hmm. the thing about me and my wife. Hate to shatter the illusion I've presented to the beautiful anonymous uh, listeners over the past year and change. I'm not a fun person. I don't know if you guys think I'm fun. Not a fun person. I go on vacation. I want to sleep. I want to relax. I want to read a book. I had brought a book on my honeymoon. It was a a biography of Timothy McVeigh. That's the book I brought on my honeymoon to Hawaii. No way. Sitting around reading a book about Timothy (laughs) McVeigh on my honeymoon in a tropical paradise. Yeah. My my wife, meanwhile, (laughs) guess what my wife wants to do on her honeymoon? Things like horse rides into a canyon valley and a zipline oh. tour. Oh, my God. Swimming at beaches in Hawaii. All these things that you <laughs> should want to do on your honeymoon in Hawaii. But we did this nighttime <laughs> manta ray tour. You could go see these manta rays. Whoa. There's this area. Outside. It's, the, it's, it's the one thing that when you ask people in Hawaii, they're like, that's super touristy but kind of amazing. You have to do it. Yeah. You go out at night yeah. on these boats, go in the water, and there's this area, they, these hotels have light, like these spotlights in the water. They, they realized at some point this attracts plankton and that attracts these giant manta rays. And you can go. Oh. Yeah. And they have these giant surfboard things with handles. And there will be like 20 people holding the handles around the surfboard, if that makes sense. You're all hold, oh. holding onto the thing, just bob, yeah. bobbing in the water. Yeah. And, and these beautiful creatures. I mean, and these are not little stingrays. These things are 12, 14, 18 feet across. They're, these massive, massive oh creatures. My God. Swim. If they come at you from like your peripheral vision, all of a sudden your whole field of vision just turns gray and you realize it's because there's a living <gasps> creature oh inches. And I'm talking six inches below your face. Beautiful. They'll swim up towards you with their yeah. mouths open. Beautiful. Ooh. But let me read it. You're in there for like over an hour just holding onto this thing, just bobbing with the surface of the sea, just bobbing, yeah. bobbing, bobbing, bobbing. So I'm Ooh. in the water and I'm not feeling it. Then we get back on the boat and I'm like, okay, I'm Definitely a little seasick. Definitely a little seasick. I can feel yeah. it. Trying to just, you know, suck it up, be strong, not mm-hmm. not not be like, I'm sick on my honeymoon. Make my wife think that I can be fun <laughs> for one goddamn night in our lives. <laughs> get out of our wetsuits, dry off, get back in the car. I'm driving probably about 20 minutes from the place we're staying. And I just start flying. And And we were staying at this place. You have to go kind of down these canyon roads. And I'm just like flying, mm-hmm. and, and my wife—I can feel her getting scared at how I'm driving. But I'm like, like I don't want to tell her that it's because I'm sick. So I'm just trying to get home fast. And finally, she's like, "Hey, you got to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit for me." And I just go, "Okay." And I immediately pull the car over, and I jump out of the car, <gasps> and I, I I go to vomit. But here, here's where I'm just an idiot. Here's where I'm an idiot. <laughs> when you're in a car at night in a canyon where there's no streetlights. <gasps> There's probably oh, no. there's probably one place you don't want to go to vomit, which is directly in front of the car in the, the headlights. You go anywhere else, it's dark. Your wife can't see you. If you think of this as a 360-degree field from the driver's seat, anywhere except eight feet in front of the driver's seat, standing in the headlights. Go to the, either side or behind the car. No one will see it. Not me. Stood in the headlights of a rental car as my wife watched me vomit. Onto my own shoes. That's right. Oh, no. Onto my own sneakers. Just vomiting. <laughs> this is the man did you, you keep married. Did you them on or did you just ditch them? They were the only pair I brought. <laughs> they were also so expensive. 
So expensive. Oh, God. I had bought them. Yeah. They were fancy. They were fa- back when I still wore New Balances. They were fancy. And I had bought them to wear them. Mm-hmm. I think I bought them to be on some TV appearance I did. And I never wore them because they were too fancy. I was like, my honeymoon, I'm going to bust out my cool sneakers. Maybe, oh, hell maybe yeah. the fourth time I wore them. Good. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fourth time I wore them. <laughs> vomited straight onto okay, them. If it makes you, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, um, the night that I got married. Uh, well, okay, let me back it up to preface this. So, for the months leading up to this, um, well, we eloped, but um, the months leading up to this elopement, I was like, okay, no drinking. Uh, oops, excuse me. Um, no drinking, no... What was that? You know, bad food. What I burped. Was... Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> seemed, uh, you know, something that was kind of impolite. Okay, right. so... Um, I mean, we're talking graphically so about this, vomiting. Like, it's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on this, like, really strict, healthy diet, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm exercising, like, twice a day. Um, you know, because we still had a photographer and I was like, I want to look hot for these photos, you know? And, and so the, the day we get married, you know, we go out to dinner to this seafood place because we're, you know, we're on the coast and I'm like, let's do it right. And so, you know, we go out and like, it's, it's the first time that I've gotten to drink and like eat whatever I wanted to in months. Like, I mean, just Oh, I was ready for it. I was very excited. I was too excited because <laughs> when we um, got back to this uh, um, cottage that we were staying at, uh, I mean, like, we, we passed out. I don't know who has sex on their wedding night because I was exhausted. Like, we were both tired. Oh, like, yeah. just, I couldn't even, I was like, nope, let's do it tomorrow when I actually can enjoy it. And he was like, agreed. <laughs> so we just went to bed. Um, and but I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, ooh, I do not feel good. I went to the bathroom. I threw up on the night of my wedding. Yeah. And I completely blamed the fact that I decided I was like, I'll try clam chowder for the first time ever, and like you know, well, drinking champagne and and wine and like you know, I don't just so much. But hey, there you go. It's not that unusual. So, hey, look at that. so you eloped. And this seems like as good a time as any for us to pause and hear about some fine products and services that can enrich your lives and that you can use the promo codes for if you want to help Beautiful Anonymous. We're going to hear from our sponsors. They bring this show to the world for free. Back, we'll finish off this phone call in just a second. These days, you can get practically anything on demand, right? Like, Like this podcast. You listen when you want, when it's convenient for you. So, Why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when you can get postage on demand with Stamps.com? Anything you can do at the post office, you can now do right from your desk with Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer, your own printer, and unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. You can get postage whenever you need it, 24-7. You're not running down there to try to get there right in time. Do it on your own terms, all right? I use it. My wife uses it. It really is a game changer. It saves us so much time. We got a post office at the end of our block, and I don't even bother. It's close. It's convenient. Still, it's not convenient compared to Stamps.com. Stamps.com smokes it in every way, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Right now, use my code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. 
four-week trial. Includes postage and the digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in beautiful. That is stamps.com. Enter code beautiful. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's finish the phone call. Champagne and and wine and like, you know, I don't, just so much. But hey, there you go. It's not that unusual. So. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so you eloped. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we didn't want to have a lot of people there. Um, we actually didn't even have our uh, family there for this part. Because it was very, it felt very personal. Like I didn't want to say my vows and he didn't want to say his vows with, you know, a hundred people watching us and like listening intently where I'm like, come on, like, this is just for, you know, the, the guy that I want to marry. Like, I, I really don't want to say this to you all. And so we decided to just take, um, you know, our officiant who was, um, actually one of, one of my bosses, but she's a wonderful human being. And, you know, we both adore her. And so we were like, okay, we, we would love for you to be the officiant. And, you know, we, I have, a, I have a friend who's a photographer. And so I was like, will you please come with us? And, you know, she's like, oh, my God, yeah. Um, and then we had a couple of our closest friends just to, you know, stand by us and uh, hold our rings and all that. Um, but, yeah, we, I was like, I don't want to do this part, you know, with, with all of our friends and all of our family. Like, I want to celebrate with them. And we're still going to do that. We're going to invite everyone out. You know, we're giving them enough time to figure out flights and stuff. Um, but I was like, I don't want to do this part with all those people. I want to do this with you. I want to do this with, you know, our our officiant whom I, you know, trust incredibly. Um, but, you know, not, not a lot of other people, you know, aside from that. Um, and it, it was the right decision for us. We didn't have a, an all out rager with endless amounts of alcohol and weed at a high altitude where everyone got trashed and had a great time, but it was, it was the right thing for us. And, um, you know, it, I don't know, it just, it felt really good. Here's the other thing. Guess who took books on their honeymoon? Uh, me and my husband. Well, books, took books. that's fine. They yeah. Bring a book. Yeah. I no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I think if you took a poll of, of people, I think a lot of them would say, like, hell yeah, I just wanted to relax, you know, hang out yeah. on a beach. But or, they don't bring books about, and- about uh, domestic terrorists. My wife, <laughs> we went, there's a place called the Green Sand Beach. There's a place called the Green Sand Beach on the Big Island of Hawaii. And you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta hike down this mm-hmm. like this canyon to get to it. And we'd we'd been doing the manta ray thing. We'd done the zipline tour, horse right to the valley. And I was hitting a point where I was like, Hallie, I gotta have. I, I'm starting to I'm starting to break. Like we're, this is all we're working at a high pace mm-hmm. here. She's I get it, I get it, I get. It, but we got to see this beach. The sand is green. It's beautiful. And yeah. I was like, that's fine. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna swim. I'll hike down there. I'll just read my book. And then uh, you do your thing, you swim, have fun. But I'm, I just need to. I'm just like starting out, have some panic at the pace we're going at. She understood, so my beautiful yeah. wife went and swam in this beautiful beach, and I found the only shade was under this rock. So I just sat by myself under a rock, mm-hmm. reading about Timothy McVeigh <laughs> by myself. By my, keep in mind, by myself. Yeah. Everyone else who was there with their friends and their families is like, oh, who's the guy? Who's the guy who didn't come with the bathing suit and is just sitting under a rock reading about McVeigh? Reading about McVeigh. 
You know, you know what's crazy? Okay, let me ask you this first. Why did you pick the book about Timothy McVeigh? Because my brother had bought it, brought it to my wedding, and he forgot it. And I was like, this looks interesting. And then it wound up with me on my next bibbity boop. It's with me on my honeymoon. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Um, (laughs) The reason I ask is that um, I am actually from Oklahoma, from Oklahoma City. So Mm. I was um, I was a kid and I wasn't planning on talking about this or like, you know, saying I'm from Oklahoma. But I feel like it's a good story. And the fact that you just brought up Timothy McVeigh. I don't know. I feel like that's more than just a weird coincidence. So I, um, I think I was in preschool at the time. Um, and we lived on, um, okay. So the, the Murrah building is in downtown Oklahoma city. Right. And we lived in the far Northwest of Oklahoma city. And I remember sitting at my dining room table eating breakfast and the, uh, someone was calling the house. And for the voicemail machine, um, <laughs> if, if the younger crowd can understand what that is, the uh, you know, an actual machine, machine that we the had. Answering, the answering yeah. machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the machine um, says the little pre-recorded message and it clicks on to start taking the message. And um, at that exact moment, our house started shaking and, and, you know, we had never felt that before. My dad was completely confused and he literally like dropped to the floor, uh, which I feel like is an interesting move when your kid is sitting at the dining room table. But, you know, it, it was an unprecedented event, you know, where your house is just shaking violently. Um, and so I don't, you know, fault him for that, but I still remember um, some of my probably earliest memories aside from getting the wind knocked out of me in kindergarten or preschool or something um, was watching the TV with him. Uh, No one else was home, uh, but we were home. And obviously I didn't go to school that day. And so we were watching the TV and that was the first time I had ever seen my dad cry. And I had no idea what was happening. Like, I could not comprehend what I was seeing on the TV. Um, and really, I think no one could. This was, you know, this the first incident of domestic terrorism in the United States, and no one could understand or comprehend that someone had blown up part of a building that had a daycare in it. I mean, it was, you know, I... I couldn't understand what I was even seeing. I was really uncomfortable because my dad was crying and I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen him do this. What is happening? Um, and I think in a lot of ways that kind of started his, um, or rather it kind of accelerated, uh, his alcoholism because that was in 90. Oh God, was that 95 or was it 94? No, it was 95. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, uh, anyway, um, and so then, you know, you had, um, let's say seven or six years later, you had September 11th and I think that just kind of broke him and just everything spiraled from then on out. Um, you know, up until, uh, I was, let's see, I guess that would have been like 2008, um, that, like I was saying, his uh, his alcoholism finally reached a point where he was able to 
um, break from it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was a crazy, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it to be that young and, and see that and feel it. And then we, I remember we went downtown, he took me downtown to see the building before it got, um, demolished. Um, because there was a time between like, you know, the cleanup and then when they actually imploded the, the rest of the building that was still standing. Um, and I'm not, I've never asked him why he did this. Um, but you know, he took his very young daughter, uh, to go and see the, the half of the building that had not been, um, you know, brought down by the explosion. And I remember um, the only sound, there were other people on the sidewalk. There were other people who were there to look at it. But the only sound was the um, the backhoes or, you know, the heavy machinery that was taking all of the rubble, all the debris, um, you know, and, and kind of, I mean, I don't even know what they do with that. They They put it in a dump truck and they take it to a dump. I mean, like... But that that was the only thing that you could hear. Everything else, every person was just silent, just staring at this half-gutted building. Anyway, that's the end of that story. <laughs> and it was not it was not the Lego Batman movie. It was just the Lego movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the Lego movie. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. had to. It was sitting right there. No, that's pretty. That's traumatizing. Yeah. That's traumatizing for a kid. Sorry, you had to go through that. Yeah. So it I was, uh, it. I, I didn't really, I didn't really, uh, understand that until I was older that I realized how, uh, traumatic <laughs> that was, you know, like when you yeah. get older and you realize the trauma from your childhood, um, Brutal. but you know, it's, how do you feel yeah, about, how do you feel uh, about Kevin Durant? Oh, oh my God. Okay. So I had, I had already moved to California when, you know, everyone started to consider him like a traitor for, for moving uh, teams over to San Francisco. But, like, hey, he's doing great. He's having a great career. He's making crazy good money. Like, I mean, you know, you, it's just like me. Sometimes you got to move. <laughs> it's and, true. like, the people you, back you, He home, followed your lead. You got to get out of Oklahoma and make your way yeah, to California. Yeah. You're like, the original Durant. I'm like, hey, Kevin. Yeah, I'm like Kevin. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can move from Oklahoma. Like you're the original you know, Durant. Make a lot of your family. Yeah, your ex. Like, it'll make your, your ex family that and you left. Upset, but you're Durant. Your ex <laughs> that you left was Westbrook, and now your husband is Steph Curry. <laughs> this is the most I've ever talked about sports. By the way, <laughs> look at that. We nailed it. How's your okay. How's things with you? How's Speaking your dad of- doing now? How's your Before we move on, how's your dad doing now? Oh yeah. I, I think he's okay. It it worries me because, you know, I Skype with them. I try to do it every week and he'll throw in this little like anecdote, this little joke about how like, you know, they celebrated my mom's birthday and Oh, they drank a little bit too much wine. And it makes me so uncomfortable. And this just happened. So I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with this because it makes me so uncomfortable. Um, thinking about him drinking again, um, that I don't know. I mean, I'm going to Skype with them again, um, you know, soon in a matter of days. 
And like, I don't know how to tell him, like, please don't say those kinds of things because it just brings back all of this trauma. And, and it sounds so simple when I say it to you. Right. Um, but you know, it, just looking at his face, just it, it hurts so much because I've had to say these kinds of things before. Um, and it just, it looks like something inside of him kind of cracks, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I still, it, it's hard to like get that out of my chest and like actually, you know, form those words, <laughs> you know, when I'm staring at him, even, even when it's through my crappy little laptop screen, you know, to say like, like, I don't even like that you're drinking, you know, period. But, you know, trying to talk to me about it and, and make it sound like a joke, make it sound lighthearted, like that that's almost disrespectful to everything that our family went through and everything that my mom went through. And she's sitting right next to you. Like, I mean, I'll I'll say this. I, I can't believe what my mom stuck through. She, for better or worse, is an incredibly tolerant, resilient person. Um, but you know, this stuff, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that. It's, it's still, I mean, like, it makes me feel like I'm a teenager again. I hate that. (laughs) Like, I don't know anyone who would want to feel like a teenager again. Definitely not, not me with, with how those years kind of unfurled. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sounds like a rough one. It's a hell of a thing, you know. Um, What's your yeah? I don't. What's your husband do? Hmm? What's your husband do? He is uh, a composer. What? Yeah. A composer for for television and film. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guessed because you're in the heart of the entertainment industry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there guess. you go. Yeah, that's how I pieced <laughs> yeah, that together. That's why, that's why he moved here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they call me Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> that's super cool. And he treats you good? Oh, he's the best. Oh, that's cool. I mean, just the best person. I mean, you know, this is coming from someone who never wanted to get married, ever. I was, I was convinced that this guy, this person, did not exist. And that I I had been like what I wanted was asking too much, you know, mm-hmm. and so therefore I was like, well, I'll just be alone. Like I'm not doing second best. Like I've done second best. That was not the way to do it. I was I was very miserable. So you know I'll just be alone. That's so much more. That's m- much more uh, preferable, you know. Um, and then he came along, and I realized that he was all of those things that I was led to believe was asking too much. And it's just like you can't ignore that even when it feels like an inconvenient time that they came along, you know, like, like just, just deal with it. If it feels like bad timing, like, you know, suck it up. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the person who walked into your life, you know, who you thought was just a friend turns out to be all of these things that you didn't think you could ever have. So you got to pay attention. I mean, it's like the universe shoved us together almost and was like, Hey, hello, pay attention. <laughs> like, like are love. you guys not seeing this? It's yeah. true love. You're not even looking for it. Next thing you know, you're chomping down on a pink silicone version of a device used to control a horse. <laughs> Mine's black. Oh my God. The one on the website's pink. 
The website's pink. Yeah. I think she has both now. <laughs> I don't know. you got to do your research. <laughs> it comes in more than one color, I'm pretty okay? sure. Okay, I'm just going with the one I saw the visual representation of. I think the joke still stands. <laughs> hey, you, I'm going to blow your okay. mind. I'm going to blow your mind. we got like three minutes left. Shit. Oh, sorry. That's okay. You've said far worse things than the That's word actually, shit. It's probably... <laughs> it's probably okay, because I think my phone's dying, so it's probably supposed to happen two minutes god i'm not even to the bottom of this second drink (laughs) you've had two full glasses of bourbon in the course of this phone call they have very big ice cubes in them in my defense it's actually not that much (laughs) i will say 100 percent judgment free i don't know the size of the glass but there's certainly some irony to you talking about worrying about your dad's drinking oh, while, while drinking straight dude, bourbon. That does raise a it is, just I just have to mention that. It is ripe for discussion. You are completely <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be careful, right? Don't fall into the same traps. I know. It's 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 a like I said before, it's a hell of a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a big you know, part of I why mean, I quit. A big part of why I quit. It was it was no one in my immediate family, yeah. but someone there's some people in my extended family and I just saw I just saw the road I was heading down. I saw, okay, when I get drunk, I act like those I act I see yeah. I see the cough that I'm cut from and I gotta fight hard. And yeah. it's, even this many years in, still fight yeah. hard. Still fight hard. Right? Yeah. I stopped smoking. And I mean, there's still times when, you know, just someone will walk past. I'm like, huh, <laughs> but it's just, you just every day you're like, no, no, nope, nope, just nope. So, yep. I, you know, in a way I, I understand where you're coming from. It's, yeah. It's hard to do, but we do it. So. Yeah. <sighs> Bibbity boop. So we do it. You. Now that we have. <laughs> Now that we have 30 seconds left, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, we have about a minute 30. Yeah. We got about a minute 30. Yay! Sweet. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Hmm. What else? I was going to tell you this longer story, but I don't think I can cram it into a minute. But Talk it was fast. about when I was with my ex. Yeah. I was with my ex. Labor Day vacation at a lake. Faster. And he decides to take me out on a jet ski. I hate jet skis. I don't like big bodies of water. Faster. So, But I go out anyway. So he goes into the middle of this lake that much is faster. the biggest man-made lake in Oklahoma. And much faster. the jet ski breaks down. We're stuck in the middle of the lake uh, for a long time. No one's around. And I'm just bobbing in the water with big old fish, nasty fish, That's right beneath my feet. I can just tell. Pick up the pace. But eventually a boat comes toes us in and we have to go like five miles per hour until we get back to the coast and then i broke up with him <laughs> still got 45 seconds left you got another one? Oh shit another story about my disappointing ex yeah uh-huh. yeah 40 seconds let's go talk real fast talk like our, like the micro remember the micro machines man from when we were a kid talk like the micro machines man <laughs> I don't know. 30 Here's what seconds. I'm going to do instead. I know. Um, so it's been so good talking to you. I had a ball. This is great. I'm glad I spent my afternoon off this way. I greatly enjoyed it. So Thank you for filling me in. Yeah. Congrats on the marriage. Hope everything's okay with Thank your dad. Thank you. And, uh, hope yep. you... you be good. Go talk to Joanna. Reconnect. And, and maybe she'll give you a cut or a deal on some of her awesome sex toys. Well, so there you go. I would love if she advertised on the podcast because of this. <laughs> I, know. 
I'm not even getting anything out of this. I'm anonymous. God, I just love her stuff. So, you know, it's honest. <laughs> Caller, thanks so much for calling. I, I was really, I, was, I tell you, I was really uh, dragging ass. I was so tired, and then I got to have a lot of fun at the end of a very long week. So thank you for that, for sharing all your stories, the weird ones and the sad ones and the strange ones and everything in between. Thank you for that. Thank you to Jared O'Connell in the booth, Harry Nelson in the booth, the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn who built the show in the early days, Shell Shag for the music. I'm going out on the road a bunch. We've got shows coming up all over the place. Go to chrisgeth.com for those dates. If you like Beautiful Anonymous, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. I'm telling you, it helps more than you know. Anyway, I'll stop with all the asks. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. We'll be back with more. Movies, sports, TV shows, gaming, playbase from Sonos adds dynamic, pulse-pounding sound to whatever's playing on your TV. I use Sonos. I use Playbase. I'm telling you, game changer. It's also low profile. People don't even notice it. It's sitting underneath my TV. People don't even know it's there. Now, for the first time ever, Sonos is offering listeners of beautiful stories from anonymous people. 10% off one order, 2500 bucks or less. For any product on Sonos.com. Offers available for a limited time only. Can't be combined with other discounts or promos. Use that promo code S-T-O-R-I-E-S-1-0. That's Stories10 at Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com. Receive this exclusive offer. This thing's great. I'm not lying to you guys. You will love the audio experience of listening to things on Sonos. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, you can't bring up your Satan tattoo this cash. Yeah, I was, I was very into Satanism for a while. Really? What? You're telling me am. that with 18 minutes left? Yeah. Satanism. Yeah, yeah. You You're... would know immediately. Maybe it just, it's just so, it just blurs. I mean, I have the word Hail Satan tattooed on me. I have <laughs> pentagrams on me. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> me and you talk for 42 entire minutes, chit-chatting about <laughs> motorcycles and shows we've been to, and then you tell me you have the words Hail Satan <laughs> And pentagrams tattooed on you? You wait 40 minutes to tell me that? That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Earwolf? More like Fearwolf. Get ready to quake in your headphones because Earwolf's movie podcasts are talking about horror movies the entire month of October. Listen to How Did This Get Made? The Canon and Cracked Movie Club dissect spine tingling horror classics all month long. <laughs> And watch out for special spooktacular episodes of Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast, The Correct Podcast, and Who Charted? Or should I say, Boo Charted! Subscribe to all these shows and follow along on social media with the hashtag FearWolf. And beware of podcasts that go bump in the night! 
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.